0: Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. We are glad you are with us. A beautiful day here in the Mile High City. Just a reminder now, if you miss us on Saturdays, you can hear a rebroadcast of today's show on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. So hopefully one of those times will work out for you. And uh, good luck to all of those out. Uh, doing a little archery right now. I'll actually be leaving on Wednesday. We've got a buddy coming in from Florida, and we're heading to Kremlin. Um, do a little archery hunting, and uh, this will be my first archery elk hunt. And so, um, man, so used to my 300 Weatherby Magnum. And Dan Herman, let me introduce you real quick, Dan. Uh, thanks for being in studio. Of course, my pleasure. All uh, right, and you're going to hear more from Dan here in a minute. Dan's uh, been a good friend of ours for several years, and uh, Dan's going to be telling us a good story on his 2018 Bighorn sheep hunt and uh, some elk hunts with our good friend Quentin Smith, QRS. So we're going to be talking a lot of hunting today. Uh, but I'm telling you, Dan, it makes me a little nervous. I'm sitting there getting all my stuff together and to lay a bow there and an arrow and not my oh 300, my. man.
2: I'm like, oh, my, what am I doing? What could possibly go yeah, wrong? What
1: could possibly go wrong? Like Hunter-go
2: right. archery. Yeah, no kidding. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to hear that story.
1: Yeah, but we are looking forward. We're going with Bear Mountain Outfitters there in Kremlin and Brad Probst and uh, had a successful hunts with him last year and uh, going back there again this year. So again, um, let me mention something real quick, and uh, I might do a little bit more on this um, next week, but um, if you follow us on Facebook at all with Sportsman of Colorado, you saw a recent story um, about one of our uh, partners and really good friends of our show, Bushman's Quiver Quality African Safaris, where one of the P.H.s there was attacked by a Cape Buffalo August 13th, and they weren't actually even hunting at this point. They were out doing some scouting, and they... Buffalo had been caught in a poacher's snare trap and uh, was wounded uh, on the leg and all and came out at about seven feet and um, attacked the gentleman, uh, F.C. Prinslow, a professional hunter and someone that we had hunted with a number of times there in South Africa and just had really become a great friend of ours. And... uh, just really was a, a horrible attack, and um, took about three hours to get him out by helicopter to the hospital, Ugh. three three major surgeries, and, uh, um, and then his body just couldn't take it, and FC passed away a couple of weeks ago. They had his funeral um, uh, Thursday, and so our certainly our prayers go out to um, FC's wife, Estelle, and Stefan uh, Vandemerve with Bushman's Quiver and the whole Bushman's Quiver family, just to... Horrific deal. Forty-three years old, and uh, we did a GoFundMe thing on Facebook just to kind of help his wife with funeral expenses and just kind of help her uh, stay on her feet a little bit through all this. So certainly appreciate your prayers uh, for them. And uh, again, just a horrible, horrible deal and something you never think will happen, Dan. But yeah. you know, hey, you're out in the woods. You, a lot you of variables. You never know.
2: A lot of variables. And we're in their territory when we're we're in that situation. But Yeah, thoughts and prayers go to his family for sure. For sure. sure.
1: Well, again, we are glad you're with us. Uh, Hey, let me tell you real quick about Davis Tents. Most of you know about them, but they've been manufacturing tents and hunting elk here in Colorado for over 50 years. And that infield experience can help you when you're trying to determine what key features you need in a tent. So... Hope you'll go by and see them and check them out at davistent.com. They're located at 4635 Jason Street here in Denver. Let them know you heard about them here on Sportsman of Colorado, and I promise you they'll take great care of you, but um, they are the name in tents. So get by and see them. Again, that's Davis Tent, 4635 Jason Street in Denver. So as I mentioned, Dan Herman's with us, and I was hoping his wife Heidi would come with him, but she had another appointment, so... We'll just talk a little hunting here, so man, glad to have you in for the first time.
2: Well, you got the you got the worst part of that uh, duo, me, me <laughs> yeah. versus the wife. But yeah, I'll, 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 I'm happy to share my ram story. Believe me, it was a once in a lifetime and a lot of drama and a lot of fun times I'll never forget. That's for sure.
1: Well, cool. Well, let's start at the beginning a little bit. Tell us a bit about yourself, how you got into hunting, and uh, then we'll get into this terrific story.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's probably not. Too remarkably different than many of us who've come to really fall in love with the outdoors. I I grew up doing it a little bit with my father, mostly upland game. Uh, He was not a big game hunter at all, actually, but he really enjoyed being with me out in the field. So he and I would go... Big game hunting, uh, but it was just me doing the hunting. But that's my memory of kind of growing up is him supporting that uh, growing love that I had coming coming up and get growing uh, growing up. And so uh, that was probably the genesis of it all. Is just slowly but sure you, you start an upland game and fishing, and then a few birds, and then you go to the big game. And sure. boy, I uh, my wife and I uh, married eight eight nine years ago, and she's really picked it up too. So that's something that we get to share together as well. So it's it's that's that's Kind of how it all started,
1: and I was just mentioning Africa. But we were talking before the show, and I knew you guys had gone. I just couldn't remember when. But you guys actually got engaged in Africa.
2: We did. That's certainly an exclamation point as part <laughs> of the trip. Uh, she didn't know. I don't think she suspected. And uh, yeah, about halfway wow. through the trip, I uh, I popped the question, and I definitely wanted to stack the cards in my favor. It's I'll hard. To you know, say. We still had half a hunt and a, half a world Will to get back me? to. Can
1: right. I shoot a? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So uh, yeah. Well, She did Uh, say yes. That's cool. Well, very good. Yeah. So now um, we share a mutual friend and, uh, well, several mutual friends, uh, but Quentin Smith, QRS, and you guys have hunted with Quentin several times too.
2: Yeah. As you'll hear about my uh, ram story, you know, when when you decide you're going to take, you know, you want to pursue an animal, you've got to decide you're going to do it yourself or you you really want to put the odds in your favor. And, uh, there've been a couple of times, most, most notably and most recently when I really wanted to, to be a part of getting my wife an elk. And I knew that I could go to Quentin and say, what can we do here? And right. he's like, okay, Dan, we've known each other for a few years. Here's, here's what we're going to do. And it doesn't always work out. You know, That's hunting. There's a lot of variables, but in this case, it it played out exactly how he <laughs> said it could. And sure enough, he, uh, he had been doing his due diligence and had seen some elk working. And uh, sure enough, the, the, and it doesn't always work this way. Sure. But the first evening we arrived, he's like, get, get in your gear. And we are going out. Cause we'd seen some elk and, and long, wonderful story short. She shot a seven by six first night with her brand new. She, she, in our little arsenal, <laughs> her gun is the nicest weapon we have. Right. And she took it with, and that was one of the well, top three uh, animals um, that she had taken at that point. And uh, she she uh, it was awesome. So, yeah, oh, we wow. took that with Quentin. So what thing. caliber did she shoot? Uh, it's, it's a um, Kimber okay. and, uh, Mountain Ascent rifle, super light, and uh, she took it in a uh, 270. Wow. Big bull 270, yeah. Again, good for her because it was... Yeah. Now we're here to talk about the Ram, but she was put in a precarious uh, situation and she really came through. And so it was pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. Again, Quentin Smith, QRS Outdoor Specialties. Specialties. <laughs> if you're looking for Western big game hunting, we highly recommend Quentin. Um, boy, I've been hunting with him good night, probably 10, 11 years, and uh, shot a an nice mountain line with him a few years ago. And if you're looking for a mountain line hunt, he's the guy. He's the guy. I promise you. So get in touch with us if we can help you there. Quentin is actually hunting in Wyoming, but he's going to try to call in a little bit later today, here in the show. All right. So, 2018. First of all, you've been putting in how many years? Nine.
2: Well, any any of you who might be listening who know anything about ram hunting in Colorado, it is one of the hardest tags to draw. And and the unit that I put in for historically, they they issue five tags in that for the entire year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. And I and I was fortunate enough to draw last year. Oh, wow having only put in for nine or 10 years, which don't send me any hate mail or anything because <laughs> that is absurdly low number of points. My friend who <clears throat> actually got me off the, the dime a little bit four years prior had drawn a, uh, a a tag in the same area, and it was then that I start became more familiar with this area because becoming familiar with a ram hunt area is very different than looking out over a nice meadow and say, there might be deer out down there. And so you really have to put your time in. And I had not had that opportunity, but my, my buddy Greg called me and said, you're never going to believe it. But he had been putting in for 24 years and said, Hey, can you help me out? And I'm like, dang, right. I will. So we put a whole plan and multiple, you know, base camp and multiple you know satellite camps and on day five, Of his, I was fortunate enough to spot a a herd of six and took a half a day to get him because he was in a different spike camp. Radio wasn't far, you know, wasn't close enough, had to hike down, get him, hike him back. It was eight out, four hours later um, that he joined me and they, of course, were gone. But then, as we searched around, I got—I was fortunate enough to uh, get him within about 50 yards or 40 yards of these rams, and he took a really, really nice ram on day five. Wow! So I figured, hey, I know—I know the unit. I'm good to go. How hard sure. can this be? And two years later, I drew in that same area. Wow! Cool. My, yeah, it was—it was a whole <laughs> whole deal. But my hunt went a little differently than his did.
1: All right, tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear the story of Dan's hunt. And, um, Hey, if you've got any, um, tales of what's happened so far here in archery, we'll take your calls. 303-477-5600. Real quick outdoors geek. Hey, if you're not looking into buying gear and you want to rent it and you want to go camping or get ready for your hunt, whatever the case, these are great folks as well. 4431 Glencoe street. Um, they rent Everything that you need. You do not have to go buy anything. And then you can drop it off. If you can't make the store hours for your rental drop-off or pickup, no problem. All you got to do is give them a call. They'll hook you up at 303-699-6944. And uh, when you get done with it, you don't have to clean it up. You don't have to do anything. Just take it back to them. Go get on your plane, get in your car, drive back where you came from, whatever. They're right off I-70 in Monaco, Holly, Dahlia exit. And again, it's called the Outdoors Geek. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back. Hunting Gear Outfitters, a specialty gear showroom for all your hunting gear needs. Hi, I'm Ted Ramirez, so if you're headed on a self-guided or guided hunt for deer, moose, or anywhere in the world, stop by Hunting Gear Outfitters, home of Caribou Gear Outdoor Equipment Company. We are located at 8955 South Ridgeline Boulevard in Highlands Ranch. Questions, tips, and tactics are free, so call 303-798-5824
2: or visit us at huntinggearoutfitters.com.
1: Don't let mosquitoes disrupt your family fun at your next barbecue or keep the kids from camping out in the backyard. Hey, this is Scott Watley and I'm very happy that our outdoor activities have been mosquito free for the last four years thanks to the fine folks at Mosquito Authority. Their mission is to help protect you and your family from mosquitoes and the diseases they carry. And did you know when your dog or cat is bitten by a mosquito, heartworm is one of the most common infections. At Mosquito Authority, they guarantee you won't be bothered by mosquitoes between treatments. if you are hey all you have to do is call they'll come back out reassess your property and if necessary retreat at no additional charge no contracts no commitments and best of all no mosquitoes call 303-688-2847 that's 303-688-2847 or visit mosquitoauthority.com
0: after an accident think about flesh and back law after your accident You didn't think it was a big deal. You didn't think you were injured. You didn't think you'd ever hurt that much. You didn't think you'd have to miss work. You didn't think physical therapy would take so long. You didn't think there'd be so many hospital bills. You didn't think that the insurance company would take so long and give so little. You definitely didn't think you'd ever be in this situation, but you are. After an accident, think Flesh and Beck Law. Flesh and Beck have the experience and the knowledge to think about all the details you didn't know you'd have to worry about. They will answer all of your questions and help you to determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. After an accident, think Flesh and Beck Law. 303-806-8886. 303-806-8886. Call today to find out if they can help you. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
1: Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Scott Watney, along with Dan Herman. Dan's been a friend of ours for several years and uh, been meaning to do this for a year, really, get him on the show and uh, hear about his bighorn sheep hunt last year. So, uh We'll start out. There we were. There we were. Okay. Actually, I have on. to
2: start just a, a half a step <laughs> no, no, before no, that. Far before no, then. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you know, I, I we mentioned earlier that you know I'd been putting in only nine years, got it, and it, that's such a low number of uh, no, points no. Yeah. for for this particular tag. I didn't know this, and maybe maybe I've been paying attention, but I actually got a, a like a personalized email in May of that year that said, "Hey, just want to let you know you were successful in your Bighorn sheep tag." And I thought for a minute that someone's spoofing me like somehow somebody, because there's no way that I got a personal email and with this view. So I called the division and just said, (laughs) Hey, I got this email. They, you know, clickety click. Yep. And so I immediately went into fitness mode because you know, it's been said, but I'm telling you, it's true. There's one thing to be kind of in shape and then it's a whole different thing to be in sheep shape. Mm -hmm. And I knew that the odds increased to the extent that I increased my fitness. And so I didn't know where I was going to go. Didn't know if I was going to do it myself, if I was going to hire a guide, but I knew one thing, I needed better legs than I had at that point. So I kind of got into psycho fitness mode, right? Right. Like the day I put the hamburger down and started running stairs or at least trying to walk them anyway. So for, from May until I went, I probably worked out five, six days a week, Weighted backpack, doing inclines, doing stairs, and I didn't, it, it, it paid off. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: And that is something people need to think about when you're even just getting out and hunting. I mean, if you're not oh. real active and we hear times all guys getting up and having a heart attack, all this stuff, yep. man, get out and do some walking. Have to. Want...
2: Have to. And try and do, obviously, but try and do the very thing that you'll be doing. Right. Cause I went to the gym and did the little stair master. Cause that's what you're doing. And I was feeling pretty good about myself. Like I can do this for this long on this setting and felt pretty good. And then I put a little backpack on and went down to castle rock. They had that little incline and I was sucking wind. I'm like, wait a <laughs> minute, the <this> simulation thing, <laughs> not the same
0: deal. Uh, yeah. So yeah,
2: do that. So yeah. So uh, once I got the tag and, or, you know, knew it was coming, I had to decide, am I going to try and do it the way that my, Buddy and I had done it successfully, which is a do-it-yourself deal. Or was I going to hire a guide? And, you know, I've got a few extra bucks around, but it I wasn't an unlimited budget, and the wife and I kind of talked. And so I, I called my buddy, hey, remember three, four years ago? When, uh, and he's like, all right, I'm in. Unfortunately, he had a big, bad uh, knee thing. In fact, oh, since then, he's had it replaced. So it was, oh, wow. he wasn't making it up. Right. You know? So, But I couldn't honestly find anyone who felt comfortable doing the kind of thing that was going to be necessary to get a ramp. I and mean, we're talking about a base camp, probably at 10,000 ish feet. And then daily hikes up and upwards of 14,000 feet. And not a lot of guys were saying, <laughs> yeah, sign me up. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off and help you do that. So I quickly determined that I'm going to have to get some help. And so I, I called Quentin because I'm like, hey, I know you pretty well, but you don't do that. And he's like, ah, it's like the one thing I don't do. So I went on a search to try and find somebody, and I ran across a guy named Matt Schneider. He's he's part of Geneva, or he, he actually owns Geneva Park Outfitting, I think. But Matt uh, was one of the few who I actually spoke with. And if you've been doing this long enough, you kind of get a sense, even over the phone, is, sure. is there a personality match? Because you're going to be spending a lot of time mm-hmm. Intimate moments with these, and I don't want to be, this is yeah. supposed to be fun. Yeah, not, exactly. You know? So uh, he and I instantly hit it off, and it was clear that he's going to be the person who's going to help me get outfitted, put the time into the area that I didn't have, and my job was to be in shape and and mm-hmm. try and try and keep up. So that's the way I went.
1: Gotcha. Now, um, did you get a chance to do a lot of scouting?
2: I could have and I did a little bit. Okay. And and fortunately as I mentioned I drew the same tag, the same unit that my buddy had. Yeah. So I I knew kind knew of the deal. Bit. Yeah. 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 But that's the beauty of going with a guide. And frankly, Matt is super good at the goat ram type, just the hard, hard stuff. He's a younger guy, Um, but he has has people that work for him Mm -hmm. and do also the elk archery, that whole thing. And so he has kind of a network of eyes that just scour the place. So if you're not on a ram there, he's getting, hey, you need to be because I was chasing this and I saw this and there's no way that I could have put the kind of miles in and covered that territory had I not you know met up with Matt so that was that was the key because we scoured that whole unit right. so yeah
1: so you get there then and uh, set up your base camp yep kind of deal yeah and, and figure out where you're gonna put your uh, couple of satellite camps
2: yeah well actually yes exactly and and he did tell me look I don't want to get your hopes up but there's one really hard to find and very remote pocket of Rams that he had been looking at for the last couple of years. And he says, We're, we've been seeing them from time to time. We might go after those, but we know of some other ones, but he planted that little teaser in the back of my mind. And he said, because there is a monster in this. And I was like, okay, but I mean, I can't focus on that. Honestly, as rare, as rare of a tag as it was. I just wanted a, a nice, you know, decent, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a monster. So that's what we went out. And sure enough, we went out the first. Uh, oh, oh, I have to say this. One thing I really appreciated about Matt is he's like, this is your hunt. This is your hunt. This is my hunt. So what? how do you want it to go? Do you want it to be crazy over the top, remote, scary? Do you want it to be? Like... <laughs> and I was like, well, one thing I do want to do, my cousin came in from Thailand so he's a flatlander and then my wife right and I wanted to show them at least a sense for what this thing's going to be about and we might happen to come across a, a ram or two right could you accommodate that matt and he's like like I said this is your hunt so sure enough the first day and a half we scoured and we never we never saw the rams but it was a, an amazing thing to be able to share with with two dear family members one from literally the other side of the world sure and then my wife to kind of know, okay, this is what he's going to be up against. So that's how we started was day one and and used his vehicles, which I'm so glad we did because it's locked the hubs, overstuffs, white knuckling it. And right. uh, and we went into ram country and we, we did see some ewes, saw a ton of elk. And it was just we knew we were in we were in the area. So we were doing the thing.
1: That's very cool. Yeah. And uh, what were you shooting, by the way? What cow?
2: Well, th- that's one reason I brought up my wife's. Two seventy. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that that gun with a scope is about six pounds, and my go-to, which is not a super high end, but it's a seven millimeter, and I love that gun. And and I'm and I'm I'm not boasting because I'm about ready to get really humiliated in a minute. I just don't miss with that gun with mm-hmm. the seven. I just know it. I've been shooting. I, it's, just, it's just intuitive. It's sure. muscle memory. It's not that I'm not good. It's just I'm good with that gun. But every ounce matters. And my gun's about 12 pounds. Right. Big, full, solid wood stuff. Hers is Kevlar. You know the whole thing. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I think I want to shave six pounds off of my pack. So for six months, I shot her gun, and got really good with it. Oh. and and I was like that's plenty for a, a ram and it's got almost the same ballistics and I'm I'm good. And so I took at that point at that point um I was I was carrying her her very sweet I, th- and and thank you Heidi for letting me do that. She was a little little nervous. Right. So uh that's uh that's the gun I had in tow. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's
1: great. So how long did it take you then to um kind of get in and Yep find the ones you want to go after.
2: So as I mentioned, he had kind of this network of guys and they, and they uh, unbeknownst to me, were looking for that little, that, that niche group. And sure enough, we got a a phone call and he's like, a buddy of his said, we were seeing that big group. And so they showed me where they saw it from. And I'm like, how in the world did you even know to look through this? I mean, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you. So he's like, are you up for it and i'm like well that's why i'm here And he goes no I, I need to explain you something this is going to be a three-quarter day hike and when we get in we're going to put up a quick spike camp and then we're going to have to hike up over the back side of this mountain because these particular rams are hiding out at timberline so we won't see them and if big fat if they come up they're going to be coming up from tree line up to us so we have to come up from the backside of the mountain to be up on top. So they will be coming up to you. Big, big question mark. But if it works, it's going to work. And he's like, but are you up for it? Said, I, I think I am. And sure enough, we set out at, I don't know, 9am and hike for five or six hours. The hike wasn't horrible, but it was real and Mm. it was long set up spike camp. Got all hydrated. Did a quick meal and then we had to do the the ugly hike up the, the back side of the mountain that we that they they knew this area that they if they did what they're supposed to do they are going to come up from the other side uh, out, of, out of tree line right at right at dusk Wow
1: Dan Herman is our guest um, Dan's been a friend of ours for several years you're listening to sports from Colorado and uh, Dan's telling the story of last year his uh big horn sheep so uh, we're gonna hit a couple more minutes here and then we'll have to hit a break. And then we'll come back, Brady uh, Whites with us from Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation for a few minutes. So, um, so man, getting in shape was key. Let's start there. That, oh, because you you wouldn't you probably wouldn't or
2: would not have made it. One as I would promise you. Yeah. I promise you, I would have not made <laughs> okay. that first that first right, push. Right. Maybe it would have made it to Spike Camp. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would have made it up the backside of that. That mountain. Gotcha. Uh, we, as it were, these guys are like early 30s. They, we, we all had to stop probably every 20 steps yeah. and just catch a breath. It's yeah. killer. It's yeah.
1: crazy. All right. So then you. Uh, so, so get we, to what point then? So we to... get
2: up to the very top, okay. look down over the side. Sure enough, make sure there's nothing there out of place. Get hunkered in behind some, you know, sparse look because we're we're I don't know. I'm guessing 13,000 feet at this point. Not a lot of foliage, but it's almost like there was a blind, you know, a naturally occurring blind. It was, you know, three feet tall. We sat behind that and looked around, no sheep, as we expected. But sure enough, um, Matt and his buddy were up there with me, and I'm starting to get really focused, try to be really relaxed, and the tap on my shoulder said, they're coming out. And I've never really had buck fever ever in the moment. I've had post trigger yeah, pull.
1: I think we've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> where you like it yeah, happened, yeah.
2: but I get pretty focused and and I thought that that was the case. I'm like no way. I can't believe this is actually turning out. You know, rarely yeah. do the plans go sure, sure. go as scripted and sure enough, and they were what seemed like a million miles away, but where they where they suspected it and here they come. And it was my job their job was to spot the biggest one. And my job was to not look at the horns <laughs> because, and, and really pay attention to which one. And, you know, it's the second one, look and laugh, blah, blah, blah. And they started coming in, got to be about 400 yards, which I felt super comfortable at. And then they started to veer, not away, but maybe quartering towards me a little bit also away, meaning they're probably not going to get a lot closer.
1: Right. So then you got to make that judgment call. Right. Yeah. Right. Hang that thought right, right. there. Right. Let's go to the phones real quick uh, for our break. Uh, Brady White's with us, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and Brady uh, leads our Denver chapter here for our MEF, which we have been proud to be a part of the last several years as well, and MC their banquet, and uh, just a great team of people. So Brady, what's happening, bud? How are you?
3: Hey, Scott. We're doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me uh, on your show today
1: well sure we got your email today and uh, so boy, quickly want to get back to you look like a pretty cool deal Uh so uh, take a minute and tell us a little bit what's happening
3: sure sure so we are um, (coughs) we're working with the Colorado Parks and Wildlife and they have uh, you know a bunch of really neat uh, seminars and training that they they do for, uh, for new hunters to, you know, get people out in the field and give them the tools they need to, to be successful. And one of those is, is what they call Elk Hunting 101. And basically uh, on the 26th of September, um, we're going to have a, uh, a seminar from 6.30 to 8.30. Well, they're going to have a seminar, 6.30 right. to 8.30, in the park, uh, Colorado Parks uh, Hunter Ed Building. Okay. Right there at their main headquarters off of Broadway,
1: awesome. and
3: um, we're going to be on a panel with them—just uh, me and a few other of uh, you know Rocky Mountain Denver uh, chapter members—and talking about you know practical things we've learned over the years for elk hunting and and uh, you know what what to do and how to get after them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that'll be cool. So that will be September 26, 630 to 830. Now, do people need to register or call or reserve a spot or just show up?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Uh, CPW does have a registration uh, link, um, and it's a, it's a long address, but all you need to do is, is Google uh, CPW Elk Hunting 101. Okay. And you'll find the link that talks about the seminar. And then on that page, there's a link that somebody can actually click on that and they can use that to register uh, for the class. But it, it's a really cool, cool class. CPW does some great uh, work as far as, you know, disseminating knowledge and and getting getting folks uh, prepared, you know, for the hunt. And as you know, we are we, uh, doing everything we can on our part with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation to to join them and, and get people out in the field and uh, and to be successful.
1: Absolutely, again, Brady White's our guest. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, a great foundation, by the way. And if you're not a member, you need to be. And um, mm-hmm. what is it, Brady? Like twenty-five or thirty bucks, thirty-five bucks? I mean, it's it's very inexpensive.
3: Yeah, it's it's thirty-five dollars for the year, and that's a, a membership, uh, individual membership, and that gets somebody our Bugle magazine comes out every other month, so you get six magazines every year, and that's just truly a tremendous resource. Great, great information for everything from what we're doing as an organization, um, you know, with conservation activities, with uh, cleaning up barbed wire fencing, with helping, uh, you know, different states to, to set aside land. Uh, for hunting purposes, you know, with the easements, with the ranches, and things like that. Right. And then it's got great articles on on elk uh, hunting tactics, and and a lot of really even recipes. You know, just really really amazing stuff. Wow. Um, so it's just thirty five dollars, and and we do a lot of amazing things with that. You know, we're a a four-star rated organization by Charity Navigators at the highest level you can get. You know, over 90% of all the money we raise goes towards our mission, you know, which is to ensure the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage, you know, meaning getting the kids involved and and active.
1: Well, that's great. Now, real quick, let's um, take a minute and talk about our chapter, the Denver chapter, and um, I know we've got a few folks that uh, have been with us a long time that left a couple of slots mm-hmm. open and things. So uh, take a minute and just maybe talk about some of the needs there and if people are interested, um, what they should do if they sure. want to become a part and help us.
3: Sure. So with uh, with our chapter, and there's 500 chapters around the country, we have probably 20-something here in Colorado, and we're with the Denver chapter. It's called the Mile High Chapter, and we probably have 20 to 30 active members and uh, probably 40 or 50, that, you know, folks that, that keep in touch via email and, and informational purposes. But, um, you yeah, know, we spend a lot of time discussing, uh, uh, you know, what we're doing with, with our, for our mission. You know, it could be anything from, um, you know, getting ready for a barbed wire pool. You know, we have two of those events in the summer, uh, one up at the Green Ranch, uh, right up here at the uh, Golden Gate Canyon State Park area, and then another one out in the Granby area. Um, that's that's what our chapter is involved with. Right, and we we coordinate those with other chapters locally on the Front Range, and also you know CPW and Forest Service, BLM. So there's it's truly a partnership effort. Uh, but we also spend a lot of time uh, planning for our banquet. You know, as you know, Scott, those banquets. Uh, Take a lot of time and effort to make sure that they're successful. And we have one of the, the biggest ones here in the area, mm-hmm. probably over 500 people uh, coming to, to those each year. And it takes a lot of planning and coordination and effort on a lot of people's behalf. So we're always looking for folks to, to come to our meetings and, and um, you know, help out you know, wherever their, their talents and, and skills uh, might lend themselves. Sure. You know, we're getting ready to kick off our next uh, series of meetings here. Um, we try to meet on the second Tuesday of the month in the called the Bighorn Room, again, at the Colorado Parks and Wildlife headquarters there off of, uh, off of Broadway. <coughs> and those meetings start at, at 630.
1: Okay, good deal. Now, if somebody wants to um, maybe talk with you and see what we got going on, how's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure.
3: Well, we've got a we've got a, a great local um, website. Uh, it's uh, Denver R M E F Or they can email me um, directly. I'm I'm very willing and, and eager. Anybody wants to reach out to get information uh, from me. My email address is Brady R-M-E-F, Denver at gmail.com. And, um, again, very, very eager for anybody to want to reach out and, and see what uh, see what we've got going on.
1: Well, good deal. Well, it's a great organization. Like I say, man, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, being with you guys the last few years and looking forward to uh, doing it again next year as well. So, look, here's the deal. It takes a lot of people to run these banquets. And, you know, if you've got a few hours you can give or a lot of hours, whatever, give Brady a um, – uh, you know, shoot him an email, check them out on the website, denverrmef.org. And then you can email Brady, as he mentioned at bradyrmef at gmail.com. And uh, maybe you can help us out and um, again, become a member. That is huge. Every little bit helps mm-hmm. um, REMF do all they do to help us in turn. So uh, we appreciate it. So yeah, Brady, we'll be definitely, as we go through the Months here and leading up, um, you know, at least once a month, man. I want to keep you guys on and uh, keep the message sure. out there. So we appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for all you do, Scott. Everything from this show to emceeing our banquet and, and you know, making sure that that's a success every year. It's well, I, hey, I
1: appreciate it, man. It's you know, I love working with you guys and the feeling is mutual. I'm glad we're partnered up for sure.
3: Indeed, indeed.
1: All right, sir. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We appreciate it.
3: All right. You take care now. <laughs>
1: all right. That's Brady White, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Once again, if you want to email Brady, Brady, R M E F, at gmail.com. Charlie, we'll just skip the rest of this break here. Dan's got sheep coming. We got to find out where they are. All right. So if you're just joining us, Dan Herman is with us. Dan, uh, Dan's a good friend of mine and uh, had a very successful bighorn sheep hunt last year and kind of telling us the story. So if you've missed all of it, we are on the edge of the mountain and as God has said, sheep are coming. They are. So what's happening now? Well,
2: and I better get to it because this is, uh, I'm only about, you know, eighth of the way into the story, <laughs> so I better speed things up. But, yes, here they come as predicted, and uh, and now it's, you know, it's kind of up to me. And uh, they're like, just take your time, you know, the whole thing. This is not my first gig, and and I, all the time on the range with, with the my wife's really nice weapon. Uh, I'm like, this is going to happen. And whatever you do, don't shoot over that. Cause that's what I was more afraid of. Mm-hmm. Cause this, I had this thing dialed in at long distances and it, it came in. I'm embarrassed to say this. I can't believe I'm saying this on the airwaves, but long story short is it came in 350 plus, which to me was a gimme almost not a gimme, but it was certainly well within my comfort. Sure. And I shot, and it looked like maybe it connected, but it didn't drop. And they all, and there was a group of six or seven. And luckily, I was just looking at this very specific spot on the animal. I was not looking at the whole animal. And uh, they said, "Well, you shot at the right animal, and he was a monster." So down we went to the site, and we looked and we looked and we looked. And no no sign of a solid connection. And I went from elated to the worst hunting. Oh, no, there's, hunting. there's no
1: feeling like that. No,
2: the worst hunting moment of my entire life. <laughs> Been waiting for this, this many years. Right. Hired the right guy. Did all the work. He did his part. I do the easy part, which is pull the trigger, and I stinking blow it. So then it starts to rain, which was like a nice little bitter pill. Called well, oddly, because I was so high, I called the wife, got had reception at the very tippy top, told her. Um I honestly, I, I just felt like I just wanted to hurl myself off the mountain. It was the <laughs> worst possible moment. So we go and and the guys kind of let me, you know, just get all upset. And then said, look, that's that's what, that's, we, that's just what we do sometimes. That's not what I do, though. You know, so, so pride before the fall kind of thing. So we went back down that hill, spent the night in camp, and then he's like, just to – we have to do this particular animal its justice, and we're going to go do this again to make sure that we did not wound this prized animal. So back up the mountain. Down and we did the serpentine up and down, you know, side to side. Drop down fifty yards, back and forth. Drop fifty yards. To, spent five, six hours looking for any sign, just to do the right thing. No sign, no anything. And then off the mountain we went. Wow. So that was day four of a five or six day arrangement I made with with Matt Schneider. And we ran across, but just to make the long story short, um, a few other animals couldn't, couldn't get it done at the right time, right day. So my time with Matt was over, and I think my hunt's over. But I am not, I've got another three weeks to do this. I'm going to go up every moment, I, but I also have another job, so I, <laughs> you know, three, four days. So the next weekend I went up by myself, and I figured I can't do the hardcore stuff. But because of the time out in the field with Matt, I felt comfortable in a couple spots where I could drive up to elevation, do a modest walk, and just do a ton of glassing because it's super stupid to go out, particularly on a bighorn sheep hunt by yourself. So I figured I had to do kind of that light impact thing. And sure enough, morning one of a solo ram hunt, I'm looking across, so kind of on a profile of a of a, of a mountain. I could probably see f- three to four miles with a super powerful spotting scope. And at the farthest end, I see a group of five rams, three legal, but just a couple, two rams that were, oh, that's nice. And then one was... Uh, I think I'd like to go see if I can find him. And then they, they went out of sight, kind of around the back. So now I have to decide what the heck I'm going to do. I cannot walk straight across because it's that real scree, shaley, yeah. you take one step and you go down a foot kind sure. of stuff. So you had Very to,
1: noisy. Very <laughs> noisy.
2: So I drove down to the base, went up this ravine, took four hours to get to where I last saw them, saw them up. Are, you know, where I last saw them, they were there, backed around, hiked up, went across the top. I'm like, I can't believe that this might actually happen. I actually over hiked, which is a good thing at a certain point. And I looked down and that bigger of the six was always leading that little mini herd. So he's always mm-hmm. going to be in the beginning. Sure enough, I'm, I'm not seeing them up until I, did and there they were i saw one head below me about 30 yards i'm like this is actually going to stink and happen and they're moving from my left to my right so of course i'm now looking through my scope looking to the right because it's going to be that big one it wasn't it was one of the small ones i'm like where would the big guy go i look slightly behind me and he's looking at me so from it from a slow creep of my rifle from my right to the left he saw it That herd of six went down that hill, up halfway up the next one in in about 30 seconds. Took me three hours, gone. Never took the safety off. But I got that close. Wow. And I blew myself up. So it took me twelve hour 12 hours of hiking to get there up. They run away, me down and back to the truck. I was done. Mm. Done. So so what's
1: your mindset now,
2: Matt, Hey buddy, <laughs> do you have any days you can give me? And he's like, I just filled out my last Hunter. I can't believe you just called. You tell me and we'll make it happen. So sure enough, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the next weekend was the plan. We arrive, get same base camp spike camp, drive around, see a little of this, see a little of this. And I'm feeling pretty low. I remember the missed shot before. The ram that I didn't get a shot at, but I got really close to was a very solid, not quite as big as the first one, but he mm-hmm. was to do a do it yourselfer would have been yeah. I would have been happy. But wasn't seeing anything. And uh but I'm not discouraged and he kept on reminding this is a mental game too, you gotta stay up, you gotta stay up. I'm like, I'm up, but I'm kinda bummed too. So <laughs> we gotta just gotta keep your head in the game. It was Saturday night, six thirty, and we spot a lone ram from mm-hmm. Five, six miles away, we were in this sweet spot where we could see almost 360 around us. And we see this one, and I'm like, that's not a ram, that's a rock. We've been seeing ram rocks all, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I put my scope on it, I'm like, no, and he moves his head. I'm like, that is a ram. He's like, we got to go get it. So we look at it, and I say, okay, Matt, I have a number in my head. I want you to get your number. How long would it take us to get from where we are right now? To that ram so we're doing the calculation and i go i think it's three and a half and he goes if we go light you and i could do it in three i'm like it's six thirty. 30. he's like yeah we can't make it so now we're like well do we try and like get psycho and just make it happen but we're probably just going to mess it all up mm-hmm. so we decide to watch it until dark i mean dark dark and then just back out and hope it'll be there in the morning wow
1: <laughs> oh man all right dan herman is with us and um uh, real quick uh let me get one more sponsor note in here hey are you looking for a pre-owned vehicle how about a good mechanic you can trust or how about a body shop three questions one answer turbo speed auto sales and Inglewood has you covered that's right at turbo auto sales you can buy a pre-owned vehicle Maybe you recently got some of that hail damage in some areas, even yesterday, or you've been involved in an accident, Turbo Speed Auto Sales has a body shop, and they will work with your insurance company to get your car repaired properly and get you back on the road as soon as possible. Or if your car is not running efficiently, or maybe you just pushed on the brakes and heard that squeal today, give them a call, 303-688-0444. That's 303-688-0444. Four four in Englewood, and uh, mention Sportsman of Colorado, and they'll give you ten percent off of any automotive mechanical repair that you do. But uh, great folks there, and uh, they will get you fixed up. I'll tell you real quick before we go back to story. Then uh, Dan, we'll have about five minutes, and we'll come back. All right, let's go the yeah, let's go the phones real quick. And uh, I mentioned early on when I was with John Rush to, uh, introducing our show today. I went by Littleton Jewelry this morning, and uh, Jesse, the owner, is with us. Jesse, how are you, sir?
2: Hey, great. How are you?
1: I'm doing wonderful now that I know what time it is. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, hey, it was great to come by, and um, as I mentioned, the. Uh, I don't even know what kind of watch this was i had that i brought in my wife had given it to me several years ago and uh went on the hunt that i mentioned and i thought oh man i need a battery and i couldn't even get the back off the thing well i take it in there in no time jesse takes great care of me gets a battery in there and then of course Get to looking at some other watches, then. and oh, Yeah, hey, of course. Now, now I have two watches, but I'm telling you, beautiful watch and uh, great service. And you've heard about them now for a few months with uh, Drive Radio and John Rush on Rush to Reason. And uh, I want to tell you, a personal experience today. Extremely great service, friendly service, and beautiful store. So, sixty three twenty three South Santa Fe Drive, family-owned and operated. And uh, Jesse, like I say, I didn't get a chance to get ask you. Guys, how long you guys been there since early two thousands, right?
3: Yes, Scott, uh, since two thousand five.
1: Okay, two thousand five. So for our listeners and guys, listen up. It's hunting season. Hey, good way to make everything happy is. Jewelry, all right, that always works. So, uh, uh, tell us just a little bit about your store.
3: So, we specialize in custom jewelry and repairs. So, if your sweetheart, you know, hasn't had a ring checked or looked at in a while, it's really important that she comes in and looks at it. It's Just like the tires on your car, sure. so you got to rotate them, balance them. You know, uh, you got to make sure that uh, everything's running right. So, the ring's the same way. And if you don't check them, you'll lose. You know, you might lose a diamond or, or one of your precious stones that maybe came from her mom or something like that. Um, so, yeah, just come on down and, and we check them and, and inspect them free of charge and clean them and then let you know if there's anything that we need to, to do on it.
1: Wow. Well, you know, I've stopped in just two or three times uh, over the last month or so. And every time, man, people in there. And, man, it's like a what I like is just it's almost like a just a neighborhood. Jewelry store. Every time I've heard other people, they walk in, they know somebody. I saw you, you know, hug a customer today. She's like, Oh, and it's great to see you. I mean, what a great (laughs) feeling, you know, to come in and buy something that's fun and then just to feel the great friendly service. Because I'm telling you, more and more you go places today, customer service has left the building. (laughs) Absolutely agree. It really has, but not at Littleton Jewelry. So I hope you'll go by. Mention you heard them. Here on the show, or KLZ five sixty with John Rush, whatever. We just want to get you taken care of as a customer. And uh, as I mentioned, boy, took care of my watch, so I know they handle a lot of things with watches as well. And uh, great selection, great prices, and uh, very knowledgeable in the jewelry business. So get by and see them. And um, Jesse, we appreciate it, man. And yeah, I'm going to get you on from time to time. And People ask me what time it is. I'm going to go, hey, time to go hunting. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks. to Littleton Jewelry. Thank you, Scott. All right, thank you man. so much. <laughs> All right. We appreciate it. All thank, right. Happy yeah, hunting. Thank you, sir. Again, that's Jesse at Littleton Jewelry, 6323 South Santa Fe Drive. And uh, great, great people there. All right. We got five minutes to kill
2: them. So let's to get, do it. To get a ram done? Yep. Yeah. So bottom line is we uh, long, oh, well, lo- long night, but it was a short night. Um, not a lot of sleep. Hoping that that ram will stick in town, we we get up three o'clock in the morning because we gotta we gotta get there at sunup, the peak, and the plan was to come up from the backside because we you know he was just hunkered over the other side and you don't want to come up from that his his end, and that's exactly the way it played out. Quick sideline, when we were hiking up, we ran across somehow someone got a jeep up there that was not there the night before. So my heart sinks. Of course, worst case scenario, someone else saw him. It was one of the other five hunters. They beat us to it. Wah, wah, wah. Long story short, that is not what played out. But for the long hike, I'm like, we're going to get up there, and there will be someone who beat us up there, and I'm just going to cry or something. So we get up there, and we start inching over the peak right at sunup and beyond where we saw him the night before because we want to go beyond. Didn't see him hike back or, you know, went backwards, hiked back down, peeked over, did that 3 or 4 times and about the 4th time we did that, he kicked out from underneath our our feet and he's now going over what could be like horribleness just out of sight. So, oh, another sidebar. At this point, I switched rifles. <laughs> oh, really? I I just I just decided to go with what my intuitive rifle was. And heck with this six extra pounds. So now I'm hauling my big monster with me. Okay. And, and it's of course in hand at this point. And he kicks out and Matt says, put, put your gun on my, on my pack. Well, this Ram is not booking it, but he's more than just nonchalant walking. He's kind of like, I don't know what's going on, little skipping away. And I'm like, heck with that action. And so I just you know, take safety off, put it down. He's a hundred yards. So offhand. And I felt super comfortable with, with that shot, with the gun that I know pull the trigger. And I'm just like, he's going to drop. He didn't even stutter step. And I'm like, this is not happening again. So I put another round in same thing, super solid offhand shot. He didn't even react. I put a third round in, I raise it to my shoulder, and he drops where he stood. When we got up to him, both of those shots found its mark, but those are tough, tough animals. So I know we don't have much time. Get up to the animal, haul it up, debone it. We, in one trip, because that guy's a beast, um, we get that entire ram off of that mountain in one big, heavy trip. Took us five hours to get back to the truck, but we did in one trip. And that wow. was that was much much rejoicing and hugging and picture taking <laughs> took place at that point. So I was No amazing. man, when
1: I saw a picture I think I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean it was
2: huge. Seven Ace curl, about nine or ten years old. Wow. Amazing. Amazing.
1: Man. Wow.
2: Wasn't so maybe quite as big as the one I missed, right. so Matt hey. reminds me, but he was much bigger than the one that I didn't get on exactly. my so deal. So right. I'm good yeah. with that. I'm wow. good with that.
1: Well, absolutely. Oh man, great great story and uh, real quick minute and a half here. QRS Outdoor Specialties testimonial for Quentin.
2: Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. Any other than other than the Ram, which he doesn't do. Um, I as I mentioned to uh, Scott off air, I now because of the Ram was one of the more difficult. I have this aspiration. I don't know if I'll get it done to get the Colorado Big Eight. Now that I have one of the tough ones. Quentin will probably be attributable or or have a a role in in probably four of those. He's that good. I just know if I want a bear, which I don't have yet, or a mountain lion, he's going to be my go-to guy. And he just has really, really bent over backwards to help my wife. And I get, uh, you know, those key animals that we just need for the the experience. He's actually going to help me – uh, support my daughter, my stepdaughter, getting a deer this year great. and allowing us to uh, to bring her daughter, so my grandson, with us. And that's just he he can put those things together. And so nothing but high, high, high praise for, for him, his family, and what he puts together sure, for us. Sure, absolutely.
1: Hunters. QRSoutdoors.com. You can get in touch with us. We can hook you up with Quentin. But I'm telling you, great, great outfitter. And, you know, you mentioned it. I mean, I wish we could just do a segment on – if you get an outfitter, a yeah. few key things. Have good communication. Yep. Uh, you know, we as, as you were talking about. And then you gotta remember it is your hunt. But you also you gotta listen to the guide. That's why you hired a guide. Defer they, to the expert. They know the animals, they know where you're hunting, they know their patterns. And um I remember one time last year on our hunt in Kremlin, it was just about to get dark, but we still had about thirty minutes. And the guy goes, You know what, let's back out. And come back tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, we I mean I in my mind Exactly. I'm like, we're right here. But he knew the yep. end. He knew yep. what was gonna happen and it worked out. So, yep. you know, listen to your guide. And um, last thing, this came up on Facebook just the other day, and I know we got thirty seconds here, but um guy says, You know, why should you tip a guide when you paid, you know, six, seven thousand dollars for a hunt? You know what? You got to pay, I mean, 10% is generally about a tip. And then, you know what, if, if they went over and above and they could help you pack that animal out, you know what, you got to take care of those guys. And I mean, they're busting it for you, taking time away from their family and all. And when people charge six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 for hunt, 99% of the time, guys, I know they pay, you know, the landowner, they got to pay their guys. I mean, they're not making they're not charging you eight grand and then making seven grand. Okay, by far. Exactly so right. So take good care of bar. your guides. Everybody, be safe. Good luck to all those out in the archery fields as we speak, and we will talk to you next week. A reminder: You can catch us on Sundays now, 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Dan, thank you very much. My pleasure. I want to thank all of our guests today. If you need tires, go to D and D Tire. Hey, good friends of ours as well. Before you hit the road, take care. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.